Hey, Nora. Hello, Dad. What are we talking about this week? We're going to talk about Roe v. Wade today. Hey, welcome everybody to the Nora and Dad Show. I am, as always, Dad, and I'm here with, as always, my lovely 15, uh, almost 16-year-old daughter. Hey, Nora, what's happening? Hi, nothing much. So you picked the very light and airy topic of abortion to talk talk about this week. It's important. Which is obviously important and super timely. It's been all over the news. And an issue that as a young woman is uh, important uh, to you, I know, as it is to women and those of us that are allies of women everywhere. I want to hear kind of where you are and what you have to think. But I thought maybe it made sense to kind of give a little summary of kind of where we are with this. Does that make sense? Okay. That works for me. Okay. Sure. So I don't, I don't talk a lot of law on this podcast. It's my day job. And, I, and I'm not a constitutional lawyer. I'm an employment lawyer. This is not, I don't practice in this area of law, but I thought it made sense just to kind of back up and kind of give the kind of lay of the abortion land. Abortion has been legal in the U.S. since 1973. I am Roe v. Wade old, the Supreme Court case that made it illegal for states to place unreasonable restriction on women's right to have an abortion was decided just a couple weeks before I was born. So I've never lived in an era when Roe v. Wade wasn't the law of the land. States have tried since to ratchet back women's uh, right to choose. One of the latest efforts was the 2018 law that was the genesis of the case we're going to talk about, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. It sought to find Mississippi's Gestational Age Act illegal. That act banned any abortion after the first 15 weeks of pregnancy with an exception for medical emergencies for the mom, a severe fetal abnormality, but it did not include any exceptions for rape or incest. Those were just as illegal under the law as any other abortion after 15 weeks of age. The Supreme Court heard arguments on this. Typically, a decision like this, this is the biggest case the court's going to decide this term. We typically see those opinions on the last day the court releases opinions sometime in mid to late June. Last week, someone inside the Supreme Court leaked Justice Alito's majority opinion, which was a 5-4 opinion, not only upholding Mississippi's Gestational Age Act, but throwing out Roe v. Wade entirely, overturning it as a law of the land, and sending it back to the states on a state-by-state basis to decide whether or not they were going to ban uh, abortion, make abortion illegal, criminalize abortion. Among the greatest hits from Justice Alito's leaked opinion was him calling Roe v. Wade, quote, egregiously wrong from the start. And as not deeply rooted in history, it's worth noting that the history that Justice Alito or some of the history Justice Alito did rely on in reaching his decision, at least in the draft opinion, was two treatises written by a 17th century lawyer by the name of Sir Matthew Hale. He was a British attorney who, among his greatest hits, was having at least two women executed for witchcraft and 
writing the treatise that ultimately made uh, marital rape legal. So I'm not sure Sir Matthew Hale oh, is the best fun. person. Yeah, I'm not sure he's the best person to rely on on a woman's rights issue. Other things of note, Justice Amy Coney Barrett, in some sort of bench memorandum that was also leaked, said that one of her reasons for supporting the overturning of Roe v. Wade was that the U.S. needs, quote, a domestic supply of infants to meet the needs of parents seeking to adopt babies. On the heels of this opinion being leaked, and actually before it, states were getting ready, planning for Roe to be overturned. At least 22 Republican-leaning states have either passed or are in the process of passing anti-abortion-related bills. Some states have trigger laws that will kick into effect as soon as Roe is overturned. The most extreme of those laws, for example, are in states like Louisiana, which would classify abortion as homicide and allow prosecutors to criminally charge patients. Um, that Louisiana law also would grant rights from the moment of fertilization, that is as soon as the sperm fertilizes the egg, which is before that is even like implanted in the uterus. We're seeing even further pushback now from other Republicans. There's a Senate candidate in Arizona who said that if he was elected, he would vote against any judge coming up for confirmation in the U.S. Senate unless they committed to overturn Griswold v. Connecticut, which is the 1965 Supreme Court case, which created a, a constitutional right to contraception. <sighs> that is a very long-winded way of saying it is an absolute mess right now mm -hmm. out there for women, for privacy advocates, for anybody who believes in certain fundamental liberties. It started with the Griswold case. Contraception led to Roe v. Wade. Other rights at issue, uh, potentially because they fall under the same line of cases, are rights like gay marriage, the right to kind of what you do in the privacy of your own bedroom with another person or people. Interracial marriage would also potentially be at risk if this line of cases falls. It's a mess. So with that, Nora, how's it feel to be a woman these days? Not great. <laughs> do you care to explain? I don't know. I just, I don't think any of this is fair. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, I don't know, it, it, a bunch of men telling you what you can or can't do with your bodies. And like, I don't know, the majority of people, at least in statistics that have been like taken, don't want it to get overturned. It's yeah, a small think, majority, but it's still the majority. I think it's like no, sixty I, to forty, isn't it? I, I don't think it's small. I think it's seventy to thirty. Oh, I think only thirty. I think really only thirty percent. I think only thirty percent of the country actually supports making abortion illegal. It is. Oh, I hear you furiously typing away to look up the statistics. Uh, <laughs> that's the that's the level of show prep we do here. We look it up on the fly as we're going. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you have a number for us? Oh, I do. Okay, a majority of Americans say that they should. This was five days ago. Do do do. Okay, so it's it's not like a it's fifth it's because there's obviously people who don't like care, um, but it's like four fifty four to twenty eight. You know what? That's crap. Because if you are a woman or know a woman, this is an issue you should care about because you have. Uh, five people um, on the United States Supreme Court telling you 
what you can or can't do with your body. So I think it's crap to say that people there aren't there there might be people that don't care, but they should. Okay, let's see what it is. So twenty three percent. This is a different website. Twenty three percent of people. Oh, I have to one second. I have to accept the use of cookies before I can read the article. Oh, good lord! The number that's most the <laughs> the, num- <laughs> the the number that's most frequently kicked around is only thirty percent support banning abortion in one form or another. And I think uh, some of them would even allow abortion, you know, in cases of rape and incest and and to save the life of the mother. But what we're looking at right now is nearly half the country in which abortion is just going to be flat out illegal. And it stinks that we're taking away a right that's existed for 50 years, that we're rolling back the clock 50 years to criminalize abortion and women were having forced to have coat hanger abortions in alleyways or or in shady doctor's offices or using to terminate like natural to terminate. stuff and like yeah, potentially to, killing yourself from like having yeah, certain amounts a, of things in you this is a major public safety issue but i think beyond that and i don't want to downplay the significance of the supreme court taking away the right to abortion because it's it's significant because it it is telling women that they uh, don't have autonomy over what they do with their bodies. And so I don't want to downplay the significance of that, but I think what we're looking at here is potentially much further reaching implications when you hear that states like Louisiana want to define human life as starting at fertilization. It puts at risk things like in vitro fertilization and I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast That's before, me. but, but you, yes, you were an IVF baby. Your mom and I did decide to do IVF to have, we didn't know it was going to be you at the time. And we went through an IVF cycle that resulted in 15 embryos. Of those 15 embryos, three were implanted and one took and became you. But 12 of them did not survive outside the womb and two of them did not survive inside and if you're going to define life as starting at fertilization and define life as starting at fertilization, then if you have a medical procedure that creates 15 lives under the def- under the, under how that law is going to define life, then if 14 of them don't make it, that is that is problematic under that law as it's written. And I have grave concerns that it puts things like IVF at risk, which sucks because without IVF, we wouldn't have you and we wouldn't have this um, show, right? It would just be the the dad show and I might not <laughs> even be a dad because there would be a norm. It would just be the John show and we'd all be very, very sad. The world the world would have been deprived the greatness of Nora Hyman and the world would have been a much, much sadder, much less rich place if you were not here. So that's all my way of saying that I think this this opinion sucks. There is a strong vocal evangelical minority in this country that would be very, very happy if we all adopted their Christian right view of the world. And for those of us that don't subscribe to that worldview or that even that religion, it it scares me. Yeah. I mean, it's also not going to get rid of abortion. It's just going to get rid of safe, like safe abortion. Oh, it's a massive, it's a massive public health issue for sure. And they're only like targets poor people as well because if you're rich and you don't want to have a kid and you get pregnant you can fly or travel somewhere to get an abortion where you don't really have that luxury if you know you need to work to live or 
if you just don't have the money to travel in general? There is no doubt that it is, that it is going to disproportionately affect poor people, that it is going to disproportionately impact black and brown people. I mean, the reality is, is that if Ohio made abortion illegal and you got pregnant, I could put you on a plane with your mom and me and we could fly to New York or California or wherever uh, to have it done. Now, having said that, and, you know, my my view is partly colored by the fact that I saw you as an eight cell organism through a microscope up on a, a blasted up on a TV screen, that it's not something I could never do or support someone close to me doing. But it doesn't mean I don't believe the right should exist. It's just not it's just it's not a choice I could make. And as a man, I'm not sure it's my place to make that choice anyway. But I don't think I could support someone making that choice except in the most extreme uh, of circumstances. But having said that, you know, if we have we have means and, and if, you know, we could put you on a plane uh, to go somewhere or drive somewhere or whatever. I would never personally have an abortion. I just I don't think that's something I could do. But. I think other, like, everyone else should be allowed to if they want to. Like, I am, like, nobody is getting an abortion because they're like, ooh, it's an abortion. And I mean, I would like to Cause believe. Because it's, it's the cool hip thing yeah, to do. Yeah, like, and I would like to believe that nobody is using abortion as a form of birth control. I mean, I don't know everybody, but, like, it's not a fun experience. It's not a cheap experience. Like, it is a last resort type thing. Nobody is using that as their main form of, like, contraceptive. Yeah. The the other thing that I find really interesting as we talk about, um, you know, s certain forces within the government trying to impose a certain kind of Christian right view of the world in a country that's supposed to have separation of church and state under the Constitution, those same people would probably scream from the top of their lungs about things like Sharia law and whatnot. And the news just came out of Afghanistan a couple of days ago about the Taliban threatening to execute men whose wives did not cover their entire bodies from head to toe. And I don't see this abortion issue as that different from that, in all honesty. Yeah, no, because it's the same thing. It's the government putting restrictions on what women can and can't do. As you look at this and you think of, you know, is our issues like gay marriage next on the the right wing hit squad, our issues like interracial marriage next, our issues like that one guy running for Senate in Arizona who says he wants to take away the right to contraceptives. As a woman growing up in America in 2022, which feels more like 1922 or 1822, but in 2022, like what's your level of concern? Hi. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and it stinks because you don't even have a voice. Like you can't even, you've got two years till you can even vote. Yeah. yeah I mean, so I don't nothing. really think voting is going to fix anything at this point. Like a little too far along so how for do, that. So how do we how do we fix it then, Nora? What do we do? I don't know. Well, that's hopeless. I, don't, I mean, there's protests going on, but like, there's only so much protests can do. I because I mean, considering how of like controversial and how people or most people are very like set in stone with their opinions surrounding abortion, I really don't think much is going to help anything because this is like what conservatives have been trying to go after since roe v wade has was introduced oh as long as i remember yeah. learning about politics i remember people talking about roe v wade as the as the issue and it was yeah there's there was a uh yes 
That's why it was so important that Donald Trump got to appoint three people to the Supreme Court, three people who lied about overturning Roe v. Wade, all three, Gorsuch, uh, Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett, all said during their confirmation hearings that Roe v. Wade was precedent, and precedent's important, it must be protected, and then they all voted to overturn precedent. And for the non-lawyers out in the audience, precedent is supposed to be followed. Once something is the law of the land, it's it's set as precedent. It's supposed to remain as such. And you're, it's it's and we have seen precedent in this country overturned before on significant issues. We used to have racial segregation, separate but equal, and Brown v. Board of Education overturned that and said separate but equal is unconstitutional. Everything must must be equal, period. But that was that was granting rights. It was this is this is taking away rights that women have had for 50 years. And it just, it just, it, it doesn't just feel different. It is different. And it, to me, it just doesn't feel wrong. It, it is wrong. And so I, I don't, I don't know how we fix the problem. I'm not sure it's fixable at this point. I, I feel like our country's, I feel like our country's broken and I'm not, I'm not sure how to fix it. Um, but I, I feel bad that you're, that you are living in this, in this country that, that feels hellbent on taking away your fundamental rights as a woman. I'm worried that my medicine is going to get taken away. I need my medicine. Yeah, you take. Uh, I take I'll, birth if, control. Yes, I. I don't want to share your personal That's stuff, fine. but um, for and you, and, for really and, bad cramps, and without it, I will end up in the hospital like I did before. So yeah, and then if if Griswold v. Connecticut goes away, the right to if. States can criminalize contraceptives. You know, Ohio is trying really hard to be the Florida of the North, and um, and that's not a good thing to be. It's, we should not be striving for that. It's well, scary. The one thing that I think can help because, like, voting for governors because can't they choose whatever to do? Like, they get to choose whether or not. Uh, yes, but I yes they do. They I mean so it do works that the same way. If you want. To say in your in your state, vote blue. <laughs> yes, I mean it works the same way as it does on the federal level. I mean, there's there's a Senate and a House of Representatives at the state level, and and they they pass laws, and the governor has to sign them. So it's very similar. I think one of the byproducts when you look at kind of un, unintended consequences of bad things, well, I think maybe one of the unintended consequences here is that. This is an issue that could absolutely energize people to go to the polls and vote. And it's an issue that the Republicans have used forever to energize their base to go vote, you know, vote to vote to make abortion illegal. It got them where we are today. It, 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 I would say that was a successful strategy. Um, but I, I think as we look to unintended consequences, maybe maybe this will energize people to who otherwise might have set out the midterms because they're not happy with the direction of the country, with the economy or Biden or whatever. Maybe this will get them to go um, vote um, in November and preserve some majorities in, in the houses of Congress. I think we might even see some states turn blue, too. Well, we can hope. And now we're both wearing our politics on our sleeve, but that's fine because it's our podcast. And if people don't want to listen, guess what they guess what they can do? They, they cannot. Can not they listen. cannot. They cannot listen. So that's, that's exactly right. Um, any, any further thoughts on this really important issue? Go vote. I can't, yeah. but in, in, in November, go vote for what you believe in. I'll vote twice. Once for me and once for you. Well, that's, I think that would cause lots of problems. All right. I won't vote twice. <laughs>
don't don't and like if if you are a man do not think about yourself when you're voting think about the woman in your life and how it may affect them because it does not affect you your mom your sister your wife your daughter whomever everybody knows a woman if you're not one and and uh, yes and this this impacts them if not directly because they're pregnant and having an abortion at least on a psychological level impacts them more than anything and the last thing you want to do is be a part of a system that's responsible for forcing a woman to carry a baby to term that doesn't want to carry the baby to term and that just the the mental health issues the physical health issues the cost all of it do your part to do the right thing i guess is maybe the way to put it mhm all right well this was a deeper than usual episode of the show next week will it, be fun though we're talking about prom next week yeah, so. prom on Friday for Nora, and we'll, we'll we'll give everyone a prom update next week. If you want to know more about the legal issues here, my friends Mark and Kate, who host the Hostile Work Environment podcast, their episode this week is going to cover the Roe v. Wade slash abortion issue from the from a legal and workplace perspective. So go check out uh, Hostile Work Environment wherever uh, you find your podcasts. We'll be back next week with a new episode talking about something not as serious, Nora's, uh, hopefully not as serious. Uh, if, if if your prom is as serious as this, something went very wrong. <laughs> no, it's going to be fun and not serious. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And, I've, and I've seen the dress. You're going to look beautiful. So Thank it's, you. Um, oh, and um, and um, we spent money on makeup. <laughs> we did. We went makeup shopping. That was exciting. Dad loves going makeup shopping. I was really quick. I, it was like seven minutes tops. Oh yeah, no, you you were great. I really I really appreciated it. I did all the shopping so, online. So we'll be back next week. We can update everybody on prom and anything else that happens in the week. Nora, real quick, uh, where can people find you? Uh, Nora Marie Music. And people can find me at John Hyman. That's no H. Nora is with the H. Uh, we will see everybody next week. Have a great week, Nora. I love you, kiddo. Love you too.